Hello, everyone. So, episode six of And Just Like That begins with Carrie standing in an open apartment with one of the most breathtaking views I have ever seen in my life. It was so gorgeous. It's like, is this CGI or what? And my only criticism of the apartment that Carrie was looking at is that it's too white, it's too sterile looking, it feels like a museum, and it's not cozy like you would want your home to be. Meanwhile, Carrie is in this apartment dressed like a horse girl. All of her clothes, they have extra material for her frame. They aren't her size. They're literally, the cloth, the uh, material is just like swallowing her in her pants and then her jacket everything is is sized way too big for for Carrie so the people behind this show they are fully committed to trolling us I just wish that I respected it and I wish that they took their salaries and donated them to people in need because the costume department if that's the right um term for the people who um dress carry they shouldn't be paid i i hope that they volunteered because if they didn't they dress her like they're volunteers from off the street who um do not have any eyesight so carrie we see her at home in her apartment and she suddenly blurts out this isn't healthy There's no explanation for saying that. What isn't healthy, bitch? Was she tripping balls? Was she thinking too much about big? Was she thinking about how she had to move out the apartment? What isn't healthy? Why why are we not given any context? We've watched this show from long ago. And it's come back in a in a disaster iteration. Do we not deserve? Do we not deserve things to take place in this series that makes sense? Apparently not. So Charlotte's daughter Lily tells her that the dolls that Charlotte has are culturally insensitive, which I had already mentioned, and. Miranda tells her professor that she doesn't have to listen to Fertile Myrtle talk at dinner. She could just keep interrupting her. And I actually love this advice. But what I didn't love is that Miranda's professor, Naya, keeps bumping into the bitch randomly and then pouring her heart out to her. Why? Why? I want some realism in my shows. What the fuck? Again, though, I did love that Miranda was like, just interrupt her. Because it was like, it's super basic advice. But it's kind of like, that's what Fertile Myrtle deserved. So Carrie gets sad when she discovers Big's records. When she's in the storage unit and someone said this storage unit doesn't look like a storage unit. It has everything that like a house has, but that's right on theme with the show. Nothing's supposed to make any sense ever. Um, 
And I am actually, I appreciate the moments when Carrie is grieving, considering that she's handled her husband's sudden death like a canceled dinner. But therein lies the problem in some way. Carrie is either joking about Big's death or flipping out about something like a cracked frame. It's bullshit because the writers should have had an episode where Carrie is grieving like she was when she didn't get married in the first movie or better yet, Never show us Big's death. Just have Carrie mention that he passed years ago in the very first episode of And Just Like That so that we could see that she's in a new, um, so, so that we could see that she's single and dating because this is not what grief looks like. Clearly, not a single person on staff and and if they had anybody that they consulted with Nobody lost anyone because they would understand that it's insulting to see someone go through, have their partner die in their arms and then be completely chill about it. Um, the disrespect, right? The disrespect. So Carrie's apartment, um, she bought it. She bought that super sterile place, white ass place. It's too modern. She can't stop hearing a beeping sound. If this isn't the worst rich girl problem, then I don't know what is. Like, it was so unnecessary. Your husband dies, you buy this place, something's beeping. We don't care. It has nothing to do with anything. And so then Carrie decides to sell her apartment that she just bought. And Seema says, we could just sell it. (laughs) Like. She literally acted like Seema said they could just sell it like it's a pair of jeans. Um, So Miranda is seen masturbating with a vibrator in her room in her bed and she orgasms while talking to her son Brady. This was supposed to be funny. And I just want to remind y'all that Cynthia Nixon, the woman who plays Miranda, she directed this episode. So she definitely believed in this scene. And every single mother that I've seen comment about this scene says that no mother would ever be able to climax if their son interrupted them while they were using their fucking vibrator. So thank you to the writers for this bullshit. We don't ever need to see Miranda orgasm again. Honestly, there are many women who struggle to orgasm. So why doesn't this wannabe all-inclusive show feature women who can't just rub one out while speaking to their son or orgasm from a finger while leaning back on a stove? You guys are so concerned with, you know, representing everyone. Why do you have a mother orgasming while speaking to her son? (sighs) Okay. This show is designed to make women hate themselves. It's beyond obvious. Carrie accompanies Anthony to a plastic surgery appointment that was set with his partner um, before, 
he left, the partner left, but the character actually passed away. And then a hot young plastic surgeon tries to get Carrie, tries to talk to Carrie about getting a facelift. Not only does he talk to Carrie about possibly getting a face and neck lift, but he does a whole, um, what's the right word? Um, I don't want to say, I, I want to say simulation. Um, but he basically shows her what she would look like if she got all of the work that he suggested done. And he's like, 15 years can be gone. And that's not how plastic surgery works. So the woman, the face of the woman in the picture does not look like Carrie. That woman looks hotter than Carrie. And not only that, but when women get like that dramatic like work done on that scale they look worse often um so i don't i don't like this shining endorsement that the show gave us for plastic surgery i don't like that the physician felt that she needed it when she wasn't there seeking a consultation all of it was so incredibly sexist because you want to know the um, really, really sexist comment that the doctor made that I just, <gasps> when I heard it, the doctor literally said, quote, unfortunately, Mother Nature and Instagram are much harder on women. End quote. What is this show, y'all? What is this show? Let me tell you something, doctor. You're saying that, unfortunately, Mother Nature is much harder on women? Full stop, bitch. Have you heard of balding? Have you heard of what happens to men as early as when they're in their teens? It's called balding, bitch. And it happens to two thirds of men. So how the hell is aging harder on women if we got all these men out here on the streets with their follicles on the fucking floor? <laughs> Actually, they're not on the floor, but you know what I mean. With their follicles gone from their fucking scalp. If mother nature and aging is harder on women, tell that to all the bald ass motherfuckers out here. And I can't stand how many men try to hold on to their fucking hair. I shouldn't be seeing freaking islands and shit shaped, you know, on your fucking head because that's the only hair that's left. That shit looks like a fucking island that I should be visiting on vacation because it's all misshapen and shit. People be doing the craziest shit with their fucking strands. And that's why every time I see a guy with a strong hairline, I compliment him. I'm like, your hairline is good. It's strong. So how dare you? How dare you say aging is harder on women than it is on men? Get the fuck out of here. And what was so troubling um, as for me too, as a viewer watching this, I don't need a hot, a young, hot ass motherfucker checking me and telling me I need to get a new face, a new neck and mother nature fuck me over. Are you kidding me? That is so belittling. So belittling. 
This show will not allow us to have nice things. It won't allow us to feel good. I don't worry about like aging. You know what I'm saying? Because I the, I got melanin keeping me straight, keeping it tight. But everybody else is probably sitting there like, fuck, maybe I need to, you know, get my face chopped up. I just, okay. That was the rant on that. Sorry. <laughs> if you were like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Um, so back we are, the girls are, well, not the girls, the elderly seniors, the AARP bitches are at lunch in the park. And Miranda tells Charlotte or Charlotte that she hooked up with Che and Charlotte had no idea, even though they are all best friends. And when Charlotte is surprised about it, Miranda's upset that Charlotte is surprised. Why wouldn't she be surprised? And then um, Carrie, being a, the bitch that she is, says that her husband died and this is not a big deal. And it's like... Okay, Carrie, you really didn't act like that when you spoke to Miranda about hooking up with Jay. You didn't tell Miranda it wasn't a big deal. So then Charlotte says that she had a sex dream about Jay after the comedy concert. And um, and so I, I'm sorry, skipped over my notes a little bit. Charlotte is furious. To find out that Miranda didn't just have a dream. She actually made it her reality. And Miranda defends her actions. And she says, quote, it is not an affair. It was a finger. So, uh, end quote. Please help me. <laughs> Writers, please help me. Because first and foremost, I am with Miranda on this. It was a finger. And by a finger, I mean, I don't think a finger is sex. I'm sorry. I don't think it's sex. I'm sorry. I don't think fingering is fucking. I don't think it's intercourse. Um, secondly, um, Miranda, you're a fucking bitch. So I have to say that you are in an affair and, or you're in something that you're desperately trying to make a full-on affair and a full-on relationship it's a lot more than a finger to you you fantasize about the finger thirdly why was it one finger or third why the fuck was it one fucking finger and why are you reducing it to just a finger you guys kissed too and it was a like i'm not i'm not throwing my life away over a finger <laughs> i just what was it did they have sex or not because what why did they have to tell us it was a finger we know she got fingered and i don't think che used only one digit oh i'm lost so then charlotte actually calls it non binary sex because this isn't real life and nobody would fucking say that Oh, this, this woke, this, this wannabe woke show, it drains me so much. Miranda says, it was the most alive I've felt in years. Bitch, go get new sex toys. I promise you they could do more than one fucking finger. 
So Miranda is upset that Charlotte is not on board with her finger slash affair situation and she walks off and we're then all punished by being able to see Miranda's outfit outfit from head to toe flannel on top of uh, what checkered uh, whatever I don't know what was going on can't really remember it obviously by my description but it was bad it was bad the the fashion is really 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 terrible um in this series so Miranda, um, based upon how you dress, this is why Che isn't trying to date you, okay? Um, so then Charlotte's, um, so then Rock gets a haircut and covers up the word rose that's painted on their wall, and Miranda, um, DMs Che saying, hey, it's Rambo, because, um, Che did tell Miranda to DM her. She had her finger in her, but she couldn't give her her number. So she was like, DM me. And Miranda DMs her like, hey, it's Rambo and says something like, can I take you out sometime or can we meet up or something? And like, what is going on? (sighs) Okay. All right. That was episode six. Oh my god. You know, I will be discussing Che Chanda. I need to remember the name I gave these two. I will be discussing Chanda um more. My thoughts on Chanda in my next episode, which is episode seven. Um I did discuss my thoughts on the finger or what, how Miranda described it. I will be tapping on that a little bit more too in episode seven. Um, So hopefully you guys could just listen to all of these recaps back to back. So it's kind of like I did an hour plus or an hour because I appreciate your patience and I'm glad I'm just doing these one after the other and not making this a bigger deal than it is and stressing myself out and No, we're not going that route. This show is a disaster. So um, I'm doing my best to just give my little two cents on it. And thank you for listening because I feel like you got to feel me if you're listening to this because um, nobody, universally, nobody likes these um, episodes of the show of And Just Like That. And so it's like, if you hear what people say, you know, we're talking shit. Um. All right, let me go ahead and record episode seven and then I will listen to all of these and I think I will just drop all of them um, tomorrow. I think that makes the most sense. I'll drop all all of my recaps for four, five, six, and seven. Um, I won't be able to, hopefully I could do episode eight tomorrow, but I think I'll just drop them all. Like I said, so you could just listen to them one back to back to back and it'll be like at least an hour. I know I like my podcast kind of lengthy and I assume that you do too. 